RER. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. And let's see, I think uh, we're actually uh, on time, kind of, sort of, in about 15 seconds. But uh, we got Wade Boyd here, and we got Milk Crate. Uh, hi, guys. How you doing? Zoom, zoom. Excellent. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're zooming already. We're zooming already. Yeah, we're just uh, <laughs> talking about a Facebook uh, uh, controversy. Uh, Ken Hill brought up a passing uh, issue on a, on a video uh, for the track day. And, uh, boy, over 200 people, I think, chimed in so far. And uh, I brought it up. And uh, uh, he will actually be calling in hopefully around 645. Uh, Ken Hill, he does uh, khcoaching.com. So he has a lot of experience out there uh, uh, learning folks, I imagine, on the track. So it'll be very, very interesting to uh, hear hear what he does as well as um, you know uh, have some input as especially as far as all these different opinions with the what the entails in a track day what's a good pass what's a bad pass what's too fast what's too slow you know there's a lot yeah. involved huh yeah. it's, it's, it's like you know the distancing thing six feet or or six inches or two inches or you know as long as you're not running into somebody that's the main thing and sportsmen you know, polite kind of riding is kind of what it's getting to that's what the issue is all about yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I read a whole bunch of, on the uh, Facebook book on that issue, and it's going to be a lot of different opinions, and uh, it's going to be nice for Ken to call in and uh, and uh, let us know his thoughts and how this came about, because, um, uh, yeah, Wade and I have completely different opinions as well, uh, which is very, very cool. Um, Milkrate's going to be here, spinning tunes. Hey, Milkrate, here you are. Hey, uh, <laughs> our listeners, I told Alex we have an all-heavy metal set today. Yeah. So. A lot of times when I'm picking <laughs> records, I say, oh, don't bring too much Metal. We're gonna be rocking. We're gonna be rocking. Rockin'. 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 Rockin hard today. <laughs> got nice. So get your rock head on. On deck, all ready to go. Van Halen, Judas Priest. I've seen both of them. You are. All right. Uh, as well, uh, we're gonna have uh, the curfew unit ladies here tonight. Uh, Amy Snyder, the president's gonna join us, uh, as well as uh, Jen Lovas. She's been on our show before uh, under the Native Moto banner. And uh, Angela Loudermilk is uh, part of the curve unit crew. Uh, will be in as well. And um, we talked a while back because lately she's been doing a, a ton of track days so it's a perfect time for those folks to come on in and uh, like i mentioned earlier we'll have ken hill call in and uh joe o'sullivan said he'll drop by so it's always nice to have three tt racers in one room and, and it's always funny to hear you guys' story so that's very cool and uh let's see here yeah we have some very important news as far as the um san pedro martir hill climb um unfortunately um pedro um sent out again a notice to all of us and on facebook as well that it has been canceled uh for this uh for this oh. year yeah um, there were several uh he, he had a long I, i'm sure he was very uh upset about it as well um he said right now basically mexico's in a covid red situation uh basically everything's pretty much restricted and uh, so much it takes 10 hours to get across the border uh, wow. in, in, in line. So yeah. uh, next between year, that, he, he just ow. didn't want to. He, he would have felt bad if anyone got sick. It's very, very hard for the Europeans to get over here right now as well. And also, you know, the restrictions between America and, and, and Mexico as well. It, it, so everything got a little complicated due to the COVID. Um, so uh, he has plan B. And uh, this is very exciting. What he's going to do is uh, for the San Pedro Martir Hill Climb and the actual um, uh, Baja International Tourist Cup, he's going to fuse those events. And uh, basically, uh, he's going to call it the Moto Fiend uh, 2021. It's going to be on President's Day weekend. Uh, it'll basically be on uh, uh, the, he's going to run each event with its own rule book and separately. The hill climb's going to be on February 11th and 12th. And then uh, 
what he wants to do. Uh, hopefully, all those folks will travel four and a half hours to be able to do the Baja International Tourist Cup on February 13th and 14th. Ooh. So basically, all the European you're already going to be here. Now you're talking. Yeah, so folks from Europe can immediately uh, jump right on the bandwagon and do both races, which will be um, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, if, if you're here. Now what uh, a great idea. Yeah, so very, very excited about that. And uh, Pedro, I'm sorry that that got canceled, but... Uh, very, very looking forward to uh, your, your future plan and uh, very excited about yeah. that. And uh, working uh, with you and meeting you down there. Yeah, exactly. Racing, going fast. And, uh, yeah, two races within a, within a few days of each other. Uh, also, uh, everyone will get to, to uh, drive through Mexico and, and enjoy, the, enjoy the scenery and uh, two completely different courses. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be the Motofin 2021. And I'm, I, I believe uh, originally with the uh, San Pedro Matilde Hill Climb, if you won that and you did well in the uh, uh, Baja International Tourist Cup, you get a double whammy trophy. So. Yeah, he's setting <laughs> something special up for the overall winner. Exactly. So having them both in the, within within a week's period, I think it's 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 phenomenal. So it'll be a great great time. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll get into more of that a little bit. Uh, what we're gonna do right now is let me get a few more notes together. Milk Crate's got some rock and roll going. And uh, we'll get back to you in a few minutes. All right. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Beatney Radio. And uh, yeah, uh, Pam Tastic's doing great. Uh, we are still trying to, you know, uh, keep this ship afloat. So we do have a GoFundMe. You can always find it on our website, uh, Beatney Radio. And uh, again, uh, you can always give us a holler if you have any questions. Uh, 415-550-0511. Yar, yar. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's take a few minutes, and uh, we'll be back to you shortly. There you go. Hope you want to rock. Right? All right. It's <laughs> time to break the law, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Oh, 
are. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. And boy, oh boy, we're going to have a pretty full show tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, got a bunch of guests, uh, of course. Uh, milk Crate spinning, spinning Tunes. And uh, we just listened to, uh, what was that? Bloodlust? Bloodlust. Bloodlust. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. They are. And a shout out to Chupa with that, because I believe uh, you ran across her. And, uh, I've seen her, I think, show. at more than one of those shows, because they, uh, they have a very faithful fan base. Yeah, she, she loves her metal, so that's, uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, hey, Chupa, I haven't seen you in a while, and I hope you're doing well. All right, so tonight, uh, very exciting here, we have the uh, Curve Unit ladies, and uh, they are actually a, a club out of, uh, well, actually, I'll let them explain that. Anyhow, uh, let's see if these mics actually work. Uh, ladies, uh, say hi. Hi, Alec. How are you? Hello. Right on, Jen. All right, um, so the Curve Unit ladies are in town. We have uh, Amy Snyder, the president. Uh, Amy, you out there? Hi, Andy. There we are, okay. Let's see here, got the mic, okay. Everything should be working. And then we have uh, Jen Lovas. Uh, you've been on our show more than once, and uh, good to see you again. Good there to you see are. you. Nice. And uh, Jen also does uh, Native Moto, which is a uh, uh, motorcycle tour. It's just really, really cool. And uh, you've been doing well with that uh, every now and then? <laughs> yeah, we, we got a customer a few weeks ago, which was pretty surprising given the <laughs> pandemic. And I'm actually getting a lot of calls, so I'm, I'm feeling hopeful for the future that it'll we'll, we'll get out of this at some point. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I mean... Um, Obviously, there's a pandemic going on and everything's a little crazy. But uh, as far as uh, if you if you're on your tours, I mean, you're kind of on your own helmet, your own bike separated. Uh, I mean, what is, is is there any uh, issues as far as uh, anyone worried about anything with that? Or I don't think so. It seems to be just more that folks are afraid to travel. But yeah. But I, I think motorcycle riding in general and our tours for sure. S- I I think they're really safe. We're outdoors the entire day. We're really safe. You know, any any meal we have, we're going to be socially distant. So, I th- I think it's fine. It just, we, you know, no one can, no one's really traveling right now. Seems to be the bigger issue. Yeah, every, everything's shut down, and uh, you know, uh, I do see motorcycles out there, and uh, on the Facebook book, a lot of friends are having a lot of fun. The Sunday morning ride, and uh, actually, uh, the Curve Unit ladies. Um, so, um, let's see here, uh, Angela. I guess you're in the house. Here Hi. Good to see you, Angela. And I met over at Tokyo Moto uh, motorcycle shop here in the city, and. And uh, from there, uh, we just started talking, and uh, you do a whole lot of track days. Yeah, I I did one track day last year at uh, Z2's VIP Women's Weekend, and uh, I had to come back this year with a season pass, and so I've been hitting it up <laughs> and trying to recruit all my CU sisters to come up with me. She's but addicted. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like what I was mentioning, um, the more we, we started talking uh, Tokyo Moto, the more I... You know, I'm doing a track day this weekend, especially, you know, this last year. It's like uh, getting a lot got, getting a lot out there, which is really, really cool. And, uh, you know, uh, it's always great to have those skills. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit more in the future here. Uh, we have Miss Kimberly here as far as uh, part of the Curve Unit ladies. There you are. Hello. Nice <laughs> to meet you. And uh, Yesenia just uh, dropped in as well. Hello. Yeah. Hello. All right. So, uh, uh, Amy, uh, why don't you uh, let us know what the Curve Unit's about and uh, what you're up to? 2003, so we just turned 17 this year in May. And Let's see, Amy, why don't we give you another mic? Because that one. Okay, let's try this one. What are we doing? Talk again. Yes. Can you hear me now? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> Can we? She d- she's cutting off on levels, yeah. It's one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get it closer to my face? 
<laughs> well, usually you want to get close to the mic, but uh, yeah, our, our ship has some, uh, you know, creaks in there, so uh, sometimes <laughs> wiring is just a little funny, so we just, just get on the next mic if one doesn't work, which is awesome. So anyhow, uh, welcome here to uh, Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. For our listeners, uh, we are in San Francisco, and uh, tonight we have the Curve Unit ladies here, and uh, Amy, uh, where are you guys uh, centralized? Uh, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it decentralized right now. We're not Curve <laughs> <laughs> Unit was born in, say, the Newark, Santa Fe, Fremont area, and then since then, it just kind of matriculated out of bounds. So we're really spread out, um, I would say, across Bay to Central Valley, and then um, we're spreading into the far, farther north now, too, up into the Santa Rosa area. So um, we find more and more that there's not a whole lot of avenues, not a whole lot of platforms for female, specifically sport bike riders, female sport bike riders to, to come to. So um, you'd be amazed how many miles, okay, how many miles people are willing to ride just to be with like-minded like humans. Okay, so um, that's very, very cool. And I think, you know, in the old days, you'd kind of like have to be in City Bike or one of those brags, uh, Urban Moto, you are, uh, to actually advertise that type of thing. And I think now with, you know, more social, you know, the, the platforms on social networks, you're able to get the word out uh, and spread it out. Like you said, you, you have a lot of folks coming from everywhere to be part of a, you know, a group that uh, like-minded riders and, uh, uh, basically, you just uh, organize socially, or do you have a mon monthly meet, something like that? We do indeed. So we host public rides uh, once a month, and that keeps everybody engaged and, and informed. Um, I would say outside of the month of April uh, this year, we've ridden nonstop for the last 17 years once a month. So there's not a whole lot that stops us um, from riding. We, we're not fa fair weather riders, so <laughs> it's usually a rain or shine. However, the weather does kind of dictate how many folks do show up. So when it's not so pretty outside, it ends up being just a curve unit only ride. <laughs> well, as far as riders, I mean, um, does it change uh, like uh, on seasons? Do you have more or less? Does it count as far as uh, uh, weather or just uh, everyone timing, everyone just having a good time? I would say definitely weather is a huge component. Um, during the summer months, we call that busy season because if we're not hosting a ride, we're attending somebody else's or supporting somebody else's event. And it's every Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the during the summertime. Yeah, so I guess uh, 100 degree weather doesn't really mean a difference. Not so much, although <laughs> 105 and covered in soot and ash, that's a little bit of a different story because then you start to get into s some fairly unhealthy riding conditions. So we try to, we try to avoid the, um, the bad weather there the last two weeks or so. Well, that, I was going to uh, ask you, uh, you know, go on with this. Um, have you been riding lately, and how has it been out there uh, with the COVID as well as uh, all these fires and such? I would say within the motorcycle community, specifically the sport bike community, it doesn't seem to be slowing anybody down. Um, as Jen touched on a little bit earlier, we're still traveling. Everybody's still riding. I would say the hardest part is no facilities. It's impossible because we ride to some fairly remote places oh. and there's nowhere to go to the restroom for That's for true. you guys. It's a lot easier. You just, <laughs> you know, you I do what you do. Didn't really think about that because, I mean, uh, obviously <laughs> folks aren't going to want to let you in their door. I um, mean, yeah. 
you I, are. I've, I've definitely gotten a lot more comfortable going to the bathroom, like just <laughs> on the side of this bush there, and you know you gotta go. So pretend it's a dead show. You know, everyone's cool <laughs> like that. Yeah, you are. Right on. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, any ladies have any stories? Uh, any anything you'd like to say as far as uh, Curve Unit and uh, what's going on? Alex, we just want to mention a bunch of us are headed up to Thunder Hill on Monday to do Thunder Hill backwards, Ooh. and it's going to be 108 <laughs> degrees, full <laughs> leather, head to toe, and another Ooh. several degrees out on the tarmac, so it'll be interesting to see who makes <laughs> it out of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be awesome. boy. Uh, well, if anything, I mean, it just makes you tougher, you know. That's you right. Drink your liquids. Yep. And, uh, to a point. <laughs> at, a, at a point, you kind of pass out. So. <laughs> yeah, well, Wade's, Wade doesn't like the heat a lot, and yeah, he's been out there, and it's something you kind of go around, right? I mean, over the years, you've had misters and all this type of crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, you, fig you, you figure out something to do, or, or you melt. <laughs> I got a new one that I tried last week. Um, drink, I was drink. out in uh, Danville when it was like 110. What I did is I took two frozen water bottles mm -hmm. and stuffed mm -hmm. them in my jacket. Nice. The jacket has some stupid concealed carry pocket in case you oh, think you're a cowboy. Okay. But, so I, and it has two of them in case you want a John Woo style. Uh, so I, uh, I put two frozen water bottles in there, and it was perfect. And then when I pulled over, I had nice cold water to drink. Yeah, that's a great way to yeah. do it. Nice. Uh, we'll borrow that idea. Yeah, it's an air conditioning. You know, they've always said like a towel in the back of the neck and the leathers, or just basically pour a bunch of water down your yeah, leathers. Frozen towels. You know, really uh, nice. Yeah. We've, we've uh, started bringing a little kiddie pool into our pits. Mm -hmm. and we fill yep. it with ice at the beginning of the day, and then we end up sitting in it by yep. the end. That, cool. that works. Yeah. I've seen that in your pits over the years. The, yeah. The kiddie pool. Was a, yeah. Sidecar. Button Willow, 107 degrees, and we brought a swimming pool. They let us, gave us water, and then this guy was throwing ice away. And he, so he gave us a whole bunch of ice to put in the pool. It was get, great. Get it right back down there. I don't know how anybody else survived. Bewizzle is tough. That's a different kind of dry on that track. It's not just hot. It's excruciating. So if you don't bring, I would recommend if you ever do Button Willow, you bring help with you. The well, yeah, the least amount of exertion possible. <laughs> it is kind yeah. of flat out there, and you know, valley, valley-esque compared to, I guess, Thunder Hill. Yeah, you know, I get a little bit, uh, a little bit more uh, wind. Yeah, uh, Button Willow. I do love Button Willow. I love all the tracks, and uh, yeah, as far as uh, you're going to be doing that next Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday. Nice. And uh, have you all been there before? Yeah, 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 we have. <laughs> the whole group appears to be addicted at this Sweet. point. <laughs> all right. although, although we're doing it backwards, so it's going to be a lot of right turns all day long. Going up over five is going to be, yeah. be peepee your leathers <laughs> a yeah. little bit. <laughs> wow. whole different track. That's very cool. Um, number one, it, 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 um, you're teaching yourself a different you know, uh, angle as well as uh, body. It's, it's, it's a different – Some a lot of folks either have a – turn right better or left better so it's it's uh it's it's interesting you know each rider has a preferred mm -hmm. i guess they do better in, in one direction or the you other you can see it in my tires which side i like more <laughs> <you> so <laughs> interesting yeah 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 right on um what 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 bikes are you all running i'm on a 600 rr honda honda 600 rr nice get yesenia i have a yamaha sd6r 
FC6, okay, nice, 600. Yamaha MT-09. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Honda CBR-1000. Holy moly. There you go. Big girl, big girl bike. Yeah. <laughs> I have an R3. <laughs> well, the R3 is great. I mean, uh, we'll be talking about that, I'm sure. Uh, Ken Hill's going to be calling in uh, uh, about some uh, track day questions. And uh, the young, uh, the, the not young, um, the small bikes are a big thing again. They're, you know, it, it seems there's a huge resurgence. Uh, I've raced them all. Wade's raced them all. Um, but Every day uh, loves a little bike. The little bike is, is definitely um, a different skill set. And uh, it's going to be a conversation uh, when, when Ken calls. It's going to be, it was on Facebook about, he showed a picture of, I guess it was a, a R3 or, or it was something. It was more of the, the smaller CC bikes. And a, and a guy passes them on the left. So the gist of the conversation was, you know, is that too close? It's a track day. It ain't race day. And there was probably 200, uh, you know, folks, you know, talking back and forth about it. Like Wade said, you know, uh, to say anything, you're just getting in this tornado. And it, it really was a giant tornado as far as uh, every different opinion, as far as uh, uh -huh. track day etiquette, what's too fast, what's too slow. Uh, oh, he should have been on the right on that turn. Then he could have carried it to the left. So you, you get all, all these type of different opinions. And uh, part of it is, I mean, what do you treat a track day like? And mm -hmm. like uh, we, we, Wade and I even disagree a little bit on mm -hmm. what I think is right and what he think is right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, so everyone has a different opinion, you know. Hey, and Alex, uh, was that video from a C group, or do, do or do we know? Well, like I said, there was a whole bunch of different opinions. We, we don't know. Oh. We don't know. Okay. I, I saw once a C group, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I personally, I've never been to a track day, so uh, yeah, this is yeah. all new to me. C, C group supposedly like six feet. That was yes. never nowhere close. That was three or four inches, uh, something like that. So that one should be the A group, but so it's a measurement from say six on down. But so yeah, you got to be really polite in the in the C group. Yeah, uh, that uh, was that was a real pass, sort of close. And so that's yeah, that's where the question was. Well, the uh, the question but was actually knows the particulars behind it. Should he be passing him on the inside? I think was the the, the main question. But then it turned and morphed into but a whole bunch of etiquette questions. That you know, that was the outside line. The pass was on the left. Yeah. Well, the right he, again, everyone had a different opinion on what yeah. the outside <laughs> line was. I mean, yeah. it's, it, well, it just turned into a giant thing. You know. Yeah. And so where if if. We, where's the corner? Where's the place? Supposedly, I think it's uh, going into the last corner at Thunder Hill, which you just came out of a little chicane, which you came out of a left, you're on a straightaway, and you're going to go into a right. You want the inside, you want the outside. So if you're going into that corner, he's actually on the outside. He's not really on the inside. But, yes, it was close. And so if you're talking, is that that walkover bridge? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, technically, yeah. If he's doing that, he's going to veer to the left a little to kind of kink go to, to the braking area. Yeah. So it's it's who yeah, it's knowing right. who you're riding with. Whoever you his, the first person actually had the lead, they were taken kind of high on the outside. But the rest of the track is still open. But yeah, so they were dreaming of racing. That was. <laughs> not a, that was not a C group fast. Well, the, you know, the, the, the other issue was he was in sixth gear and he was doing 80 miles an hour. I mean, oh. that's mm -hmm. dangerously on slow. A, on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. he was in sixth. Mm. I didn't see what gear he was in. Yeah, they had a little 82. thingy up there, and it said six, and it's just like there's no power. Yeah, so that that's another issue. I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with that. And, and basically, um, uh, 
well, I guess it, might as well talk about it now. I hope you will be calling in soon. <laughs> um, ladies, what do you... What I know, is we're all tweaked out on track, so we might as well just go right <laughs> into it. Well, I, I, I kind of mentioned on the Facebook book this would be a topic because I know um, Angela's been doing track days, and uh, now that you all are addicted, this is great to have all your opinions. I mean, uh, the first time out there, were you all uh, overwhelmed, or did you have kind of an idea? Did you have an instructor? Um, My so first time was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I had a brand new helmet and I forgot to take the little thin piece of like plastic off of it, oh. so I couldn't figure out why I couldn't see for two laps. Why is it all foggy? Two <laughs> laps, or not two laps, two sessions. I had it on Holy that long. Uh, I was what's wrong with my helmet? Everyone. Yeah, I was a danger to everyone out there. It was oh my God. But um, by the end of the day, I was feeling a little better. But the first time was quite an eye-opening experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, my first track day was 13 years ago, and don't don't ask me why I chose Reno Fernley to be my very first, mm -hmm. but to this day, it breaks my heart that it's not open anymore, and it really holds a special mm -hmm. place in my heart for, for that very reason. That that track will take you back to church. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> four miles long, 30-plus turns, not very well maintained, so it's pretty goaty in some, in some areas. Um, that was a double header for me, my very first time out on the track. I at the time, I was on a little 500 Ninja, oh, and which know. was really well suited for that particular environment because I beat the sh heck out of it. Oh, you um, can swear you can here. swear we're not on the real radio. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 but folks say that um, you have to kind of, you have to present yourself a certain way in the riding community, especially at the racetrack, and I'm here to tell you that's bullshit. I cried. On Saturday, <laughs> I cried on Saturday in my helmet, tried not to do it in front of everybody, but um, <laughs> it's overwhelming, especially a track of that. It's a monster. Well, that was a and lot was, to take in. Yeah, it was. And to the tune of, uh, you know, lunchtime, lunch break on the first day, I'm keeping to myself. I went by myself. It was really just a shit show. I don't really <laughs> understand why I did it by myself, but nonetheless. Well, that's always, you know, if you uh, can do it by yourself. You know, you can do it. You know, a lot I of people have to have people. Half the time I've been alone and, you know, yeah, at least you can do it. And that, I think that's very important to be uh, be 100% self-sufficient, you know. Um, yeah, so cheers. <laughs> I think it was because I didn't want to be super embarrassed if I just shit the bed all over the place. So <laughs> if it's just me, we're our own worst critic and I only no have me to deal to with. Right. <laughs> well, the, the hard part is uh, if something does happen, it's very, very difficult to drive home with broken bones. Agreed. Been Agreed. there. But uh, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, next. Oh, what's your track day? What bike? Okay, my first track day was about three track days yes, ago. <laughs> um, oh, awesome. Right I on. just started, but I totally agree with Amy. I mean, so much information. It's information overload, and you mm -hmm. just want to learn everything at once. Um, but best advice I was given was just pick one thing and focus on that. You're not going to become a pro the first time you're out there, which, you know, I thought I wasn't that slow out on the road when I got <laughs> to the track. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the last person, you know, from everybody. Everyone's just passing me up. And, you know, I felt horrible. I'm like, oh, my God, I suck. And then but you get on the freeway after and you can't slow down again. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, so yeah, yeah desensitized going yeah. but definitely a great experience i mean i love it i'm going to almost every track se session that i can um and definitely looking forward to next year i got a whole season pass so yeah yeah she won it oh really yeah awesome how'd you win tell us that story <laughs> i want to hear 
Was it, oh, was I it a contest, to... or did you beat somebody for it? No, just <laughs> I wish. <laughs> just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> um, women's VIP, you know, they enter everybody for a raffle for the grand prize, and I just happened to be the one that got chosen. Well, lucky so. you. Um, that's yeah. awesome. No, that's uh, also a great, great way to, if you don't have money, guess what? You're in with all your, 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 yeah. your pals, you know, and, and go from there. I've invested yeah. in a trailer and basically everything that you can at this point, so I'm good to go. So you all are addicted. All right. So cool. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. You know, and, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, is going to be coming up in the conversation is, I mean, um, it's safer to go faster on a track. You know, I mean, you can only go so fast on the street before something happens. And you can be on that road. You know, I used to own Mines Road, and uh, now I wouldn't go that fast out there because there's just, number one, more driveways, more houses just to yeah. pull out in front of you. You know, um, it's it's nice, like, like the SMR, you know, it's, it's been doing it for years. You've got to go a certain time when there's no one out there. But uh, a track, you know there's not going to be gravel, you know, there's not going to be a rabbit running across, that type of thing. So well, at least we're all cool. traveling in the same direction. There's yeah. there, that's a good start. <laughs> that's always, yeah, that's Hopefully. always good as well. Yeah. All right, let's take a short break, and then we should probably get a phone call here in the future, and we'll start right back up, and we'll get back on our conversation with track days and such. Yeah. All right, thank you, Kirby, in it, and uh, welcome to Meet Me Radio, and uh, we'll be listening to Racers Alley. Cheers.
Yeah, we are. We got Ken Hill on, and uh, Ken, good to, can you hear us? We are we on? Yes, I'm, I can hear you. Oh, right on, right on. You're out there. Right on. Well, uh, Ken, um, I've never met you. I've only uh, seen your presence on the Facebook book, and uh, I do remember at one point uh, we were probably out on the same track. Um, please introduce yourself. Yeah, so uh, Ken Hill, and uh, I am I am blessed enough to to make my my living teaching people how to uh, ride and race motorcycles, and um, it it has not been an easy path I can to imagine. get there. Um, I didn't start riding. I yeah, I didn't start riding motorcycles until I was thirty years old. Um, <laughs> wasn't very good, and didn't have a a lot of time to. Um, figure the sport out, right, with a real job and family and obligations. And so um, I, I bought a motorcycle, never did a track day. There weren't track days then. Um, went to AFM, new rider school on Saturday, raced Sunday, never had seen a track, never had seen a motorcycle race. And uh, it was brutal. And I rode that year, quickly reached the end of my natural talent, which is basically um, was pretty low. And decided the next year to go faster. I was going to go faster. And um, it didn't end well. Crashed a lot. Um, and I realized I had to get better at the sport and, and not jeopardize you know, my, my health and my family's well-being. And I took a school. And then that really opened the door for me understanding that um, I didn't have to start the sport at three years old. <clears throat> Dirt bike riding, I could, I could actually work on technique. And within that, um, there was a lot of things I still didn't understand, and that's what really started my sort of quest uh, over these um, 26 years to um, figure the sport out. And it went from getting better at the club level um, to, to winning races, winning championships. Um, I was, ended up being a guest instructor at Freddie Spencer um, School, got a full-time instructor. No kidding. Um, helped uh, found the Yamaha. Yeah, I was with Freddie, Freddie Spencer for seven years. And uh, found it helped found the Yamaha Champions Riding School. Uh, worked with them for five years, uh, then branched away to do my own stuff. And we worked. I did uh, the ridiculous um, race team in school uh, for about four years, and uh, that ended last year. So I'm on my own. And so, yeah, I mean, I've I've made my living teaching people how to ride motorcycles, um, essentially the the last 15 years. And, uh, you know, putting my kids through school and, and uh, you know, paying a mortgage and, you know, really building um, a what I believe to be um, a, a sound methodology and a sound order for the sport. And the results don't lie. I mean, I'm not one to stand on soapboxes, but um, in the last uh, three years of Motor America, um, all the way up to 2019, my riders had 141 podiums. So, wow, and that's two excellent. And two championships. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with J.D. Beach. Um, so I've worked with uh, quite, quite, a, quite a few riders on the top end. Um, done, done a little bit of stuff in, um, uh, in Europe, uh, MotoGP. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my bread and butter is, is sort of my one-on-one -on -one training and, and teaching other instructors how, to, um, how they can teach Um and uh, yeah, and, and basically grow our sport. So a Jedi master, yeah, nice. That's that's excellent, and uh, yeah, that's quite a pedigree. Can um, it's 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 so. Uh, I did look at your uh, schedule, and it seems like um, um, 
we can find you online and the calendar is full of uh, uh, days that you're do helping out in track days or the individual sessions or how does that work? Um, yeah, so, so access to my training is a little bit tough and it's, um, it's tough because I, 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 I charge a lot, but you also <laughs> get a lot. Well, you, yeah, and, exactly. Um, it, it, so what I, as far as a lot of accessibility um, for me comes with um, doing one-on-one -on -one days. Um, I have sort of a focus group that I, that I um, work with. I have about five people. These are people that have supported me over the years. And I do all sorts of roles with them, which is um, like tomorrow I'm going to be at Pacific Raceway with, with one of my clients. Uh, it's, it's a father and son. We do the track day on Friday, and then I crew chief for him the rest of the weekend. And I, you know, I think you know, to keep getting um, good, my quest to, to get good in the sport is you, you can never not get your hands dirty. And so, yeah, I bust tires and change the brake pads and put gas in bikes. And then in between sessions, we're looking at data and we're looking at video, um, trying to figure out how to make them better riders. And these are two riders that, um, just a quick side note, these are two riders that started riding about four or five years ago at, on a club level. And I mean, wow. when I say started riding, I mean started riding. And both of them just qualified for the Moto America race at the Ridge this last week. Uh, and they both completed their races. So, yeah, and it's all, it's all done through training. So I work with clients um, that way. Um, I'm part owner of Track Time up here in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we've got track days that are up here. So access to my training is done um, – it's not only with me, but it's also with one of my trained instructors. It's also in our track time group. Um, we've got my podcast, uh, which I'm not sure if you're aware of. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got a podcast with just over 1.1 million listens. Um, it's been around for four years. Awesome. And um, uh, yeah, so, if, so there's, there's kind of a lot going on and I, I, you know, I don't advertise. I don't, I, I try to, you know, it's, I, it's, it's, sort of the first rule of fight club, right? You don't talk about fight club, but I'm Word of mouth. busy. And, um, it's, yeah, and there's, you know, there's a lot of cool things that are coming down the road, which is um, I've got um, a book uh, book project that's uh, due to be done by the end of the year. So there's lots of cool stuff that's happening. That's a, that's really incredible. I mean, the the amount that you've actually covered, as well as you're mentioning uh, those folks that you um, – uh, tutored to actually, they, they just started writing recently. So would that would that be that um, there are younger kids that basically primarily wanted to be a road racer, started with a 300, started on the track, not really a canyon rider, AFM -er per se. Uh, well, AFM, -er, you got to start somewhere. But um, these are folks that are primarily um, dedicated, focused, and uh, they hire you to become a national racer. Um, uh, yeah. by tutoring so i mean so here's here's part of the bigger picture is this is a sport it's a sport like, just like any other sport and you have to train for it there's there's, Truly. there's fundamentals and, and and the problem with our sport is that there's there aren't clearly defined fundamentals with a clearly defined order of these fundamentals and that's what i've tried to establish and I'm you know, continually working on and trying to make better. And so our sport has suffered from the, you know, the 1960s and 70s. Um, you, know, you just got a man up and it's, it's the subtraction to danger and skirting danger. 
and you know you know you just got to grow a bigger set of balls to make things work and the, the funny part is there's no other sport like that there's nobody nobody does that right you go play tennis you get tennis lessons right you go track and field you get a coach you go cycling i bicycle i got a coach and this is the only sport where you can get on something that is the fastest accelerating production vehicle made yep. and you just start turn loose it's it's fairly insane so well, uh, y yes uh, you, the clients you, you... That I, so so clients get back to that is that um i the clients that I work with at Motor America are this, or the family that I worked with. Um, one had done a little bit of dirt bike riding, but no street bike riding at all ever. And um, his son had never ridden a motorcycle until he got with us. And I have another client um, that is in Junior Cup. Uh, he's only been riding a motorcycle three years, three years. And um, he qualified uh, on the second row of the Junior Cup race and finished fifth on Saturday. Yeah. It's all It's all from training, right? It's all from I mean, it's all having proper methodology and consistent training, you know, to do these things. Well, so, you, you definitely yeah, have to. Doable. You want to, well, you, you definitely have to have a mindset and goal and want to do it. I mean, um, like you mentioned earlier, it's all on the line. And um, the more passionate you are, the more you will actually go out there and, and, and push it in a certain sense. And also do the, go the extra mile to actually. Um, be fit enough and everything else. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, as part of your training, I imagine um, a long time ago, Chucky Sorensen was uh, is a dear friend of mine. He's been on the show, and he mentioned back then in the 90s, um, his particular uh, coach, uh, it was all about nutrition, mindset, uh, working out. Uh, th there's a whole lot involved to actually, you know, uh, get to a certain level. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, uh, as a part of that with the, uh, with the with the guys you're running, uh, is it also uh, nutritional and uh, physical? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, this is part of a much longer. I could talk about this for, for hours. <laughs> okay. This is what I do, but but I mean, and one of the blessed things that I get to do is I I I um, I've got a great peer group that that does other things at a very very high level. Um, and whether it's, I mean, I've got in my peer group, I have, um, a, a retired top gun pilot. I have a special forces, uh, trainer, um, a Yale economics professor. And the bottom line is at the very sharp end of everything, it's all the same. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And when you look at what an athlete is, there's three elements to an athlete. And yeah, it's your, it's your technique and your craft. It's your physical fitness and it's your mental fitness. And all three of those have to be looped together and trained for. These are all absolutely every one of them is a perishable skill. And, you know, it's like, well, I ran a 10K once, so, you know, I'll take a break for two years and go run a 10K again. It doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. all of these things, whether it's, as you mentioned, the nutrition or the mindfulness training or your technique, all of these things are, are you have set objectives for each one of these and they're measured because what can be measured can be managed. And then, yeah, you loop them all together because you can have the guy that has the best technique with the best physical fitness, but if he's not mentally fit, you know, he, he's not going to be able to do the business on when it comes time to just as is you have a guy that's mentally fit and technique, but it's not physically fit and he's going to fade at the end of the race. So all these things have to be looped together. And, um, when we work with athletes, 
uh, especially at the very sharp end, we, we do a pretty extensive evaluation with all, all of those elements, and then we train for those elements. Okay, so uh, yes, fine-tuning and honing. And uh, yeah, it was, like you said, as any sport, you know, it takes an extreme amount of dedication. Um, ours is not, uh, I hate it when someone says, uh, nice hobby. You know, it isn't a hobby. You know, you got everything on the line, and it takes a whole lot to actually be out there, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, AFM. Any, anyone that's going out there, um, we were just mentioning earlier, uh, Yesenia just started uh, running out there, and she was totally overcome, and it was a very great time. As a new rider, you know, uh, we're segueing into that uh, Facebook post, by the way, uh, Ken. Um, so uh, well, as far as track... No, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so track days, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Uh, people learn. So let's talk about that because <laughs> there's an overlying thing and, and we'll absolutely segue into the, into the Facebook post. Um, and I, I deliberately threw that hand grenade out there and I threw <laughs> yeah, it out there. It was a big one. <laughs> a, a specific, I threw it out there for a specific reason. So the thing that we forget in our sport is it has consequences. Everybody thinks it's not going to happen to me or I'm not, or I'm not going to do something that's going to harm somebody else. And if you took that approach to anything else at a high level, could you imagine, like, I'm going to go parachuting. So I get on the Internet. <laughs> uh, I, read, I read all about parachuting. I go to the parachute shop, and then I go to the place, and I'm on the plane, and I'm asking the guy next to me, how do I jump out of a plane? I mean, it's, <laughs> there's no – that's sort of how our sport has happened. Or – could you imagine a special forces guy going, yeah, dude, I'm not going to get shot. I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, no, it just, it, they're, they're constantly worrying about the consequences and they're training for those consequences. And that's where our sport is, is lost. And um, so the, to segue into the track day environment or the, the Facebook post is, you know, the, the thing that I, I, I see a couple of things. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a broad thing, but I see a lot of things that are around us. The, the two reasons why I see people leave our sport, because our sport is incredibly cyclical, is it's the expense, because it's expensive. And the second one is either crashing or fear of crashing. And mm -hmm. I've had this, for whatever reason, this year, and there was, you know, I don't know, there's probably a couple hundred, 300 comments on that thing now, but yeah. they're <laughs> buried in there are other track day providers that have stated that you know, passing is, is obviously the, the biggest issue um, that they have at their, their track days. And so, you know, people getting in and out of the sport, it's because they don't want to fall down. And of course, they're, they're hoping that somebody else has, has good judgment. And the second part of that is there is a massive um, gap when we go to track days of people differentiating a track day from competition, there, there are so many people that feel a track day or it's like, Oh, I'm going to go racing this weekend. Yeah. Your no, best bro, friends are doing a track day. No. And so there's a massive differentiation between, between going to a track day and, you know, trying to become a better, um, uh, a better rider um, trying to hone your skills and other people that are literally competing for a lap time with essentially um, completely callous to the fact that you're, you're even on the track and uh, Squids. You know, the, the specific, the specific pass that I put on there 
the reason that I kind of I kind of said that's it was because when I was watching this guy's video, he sent me a video. I do I do online training as well. That he sent me this video. Well, he had um, uh, multiple passes like that on his on his lap, and he's in the B group. And and for proper context, um, that this rider was actually following an instructor, and the instructor was was slowing him down so we could get a little bit better um, apexes. So typically he was he was at you know a higher pace than what he was going at, but it doesn't excuse in in the one thing that we're looking at is the actual the, the pass itself and the comfort or discomfort that 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 um, that causes. So to back up a little bit is yeah I think the problem that we look at in our sport is one we don't people don't literally don't respect the consequences and two um, it starts with differentiating between you know what actually is a track day and what are we trying to accomplish which is enjoy our life and enjoy our motorcycles and, and learn to be learn to be better riders and if if people want to look at it as a competition then they should go race hey, you know AFM is, AFM is the best is the best freaking club in America go race <laughs> it sure is I believe Wade's dad was president at one point a million years ago once upon a time once upon a time Bill Boyd was the president of AFM and you're totally right Ken I mean as far as um, I kind of mentioned that in the post. If you want to, if you want to do that, go race. Because uh, once you get out racing, you'll have a certain respect. I think, uh, like you mentioned earlier, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I grew up crashing, so I know the consequences. And um, yeah, I mean, that's how you get fast to a certain extent, and then you go. I mean, folks that never done it, you know, they do it once they leave. Uh, that's that's something okay. So they they did it. They crash. They can leave. I mean, they didn't. They're, they're not racers, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, if I was sailing a boat and I fell off and almost drowned, I probably wouldn't sail again, you know. I'm not a good water guy. But, you know, it just depends really on, um, you know, what exactly you want to do and what are you trying to get out there. And I think uh, another big thing is anyone can get any bike nowadays. And, uh, uh, you know, that's a thing. Uh, you know, there are really, really fast bikes out there, and uh, you can just get on it and go on any track day, and I wonder how that works. Uh, again, like you're mentioning earlier uh, about respect, you know, these folks get there and they just watch a MotoGP race and want to go out there. It's very, very dangerous. And uh, the question is for you is like, you know, uh, you're part of a track day. I know, um, you know, fun track days. We, we've had uh, August Weber here and uh, talked about certain things. And um, yeah, I mean, how do you police that? What, what, what is the solution for something like that? Um, it's very it's interesting. On, honestly, it's doing it's it's doing what we're doing right now. And, and, you know, to, to, again, to back up a little bit, to be clear, I'm not saying go slow. I'm not saying, um, you know, putt around with, with a, a gigantic pillow around the track. I'm just saying, be aware of the consequences for yourself and for other people and learn to recognize what you're, what you're doing. I mean, um, you know, that, that particular area, you know, not necessarily on those bikes, but, I mean, you can be you can be traveling, you know, 210 feet a second, and under the bridge. So it's the consequences are incredibly high, and we're just we're not we're not understanding and and um, respecting them enough. So how do we fix it? Right, we fix it by having open, transparent conversations like this, and and getting. You know, if, if if this whole basically shitstorm of a Facebook hand grenade that I threw helps one person, then I'm good with it. 
And but we have to start this messaging of of you know what is right and what is wrong. And yeah, you're right. You are leaving it up to the person signing up for the track day on the new BMW 1000 to have good judgment, and it is it is very difficult. Okay, well, let me ask uh, let me let me ask a couple of questions here. Number one, I mean, uh, Wade and I were were uh, talking about this earlier. It's just like, no, it's a track day. You pass on the outside, and I saw a lot of your your posts is like, no, you pass where you think is right, you know, and you make the right judgment. Uh, and then it came to, well, are you in class C or are you class A? And class A people should really respect that. I mean, uh, class A people should be able to do whatever the hell they want. So um, there's also that. And then number one, I mean, uh, should as far as a track day uh, organization spell out the exact rules going, you can't do this, this, and this, and this, this, and this. If you want to do it, go join a racing club. Yeah, they usually do. They, they, they all have their own set of guidelines. Yeah, they do. It's, then it's your interpretation and what do you do when you actually get to that moment? Do you remember? Are you so, nice? Are you a sportsman type yeah. rider and giving people space? Or? Heat of the moment. And all your mics are on, ladies. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so, let, yeah, so let me, let me dive into that a little bit. And I, I think um, the way that I look at passing is probably a little bit different than other people look at passing. And because it is, it can be really ambiguous when you go, you know, A group is this, B group is this, and C group is this. And, and dude, wait till you do car days. They've got, <laughs> holy crap, they have different rules for all that. So that's a whole other deal when I do car instruction is wow. you, you almost need a notebook to figure out how to pass. <laughs> but in our world, um, the problem is, is, you know, the outside can become the inside. The inside can become the outside. And it, it opens itself up to massive interpretation and it it is very very difficult so i i for the track day environment i leave it as this if the rider is coming towards you there's no pass so think about that right if you're if you're going to go up the inside of somebody in a corner and he starts to turn in on you he's coming towards you there's no pass yeah great interest is if 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 you're if you're going to set up for a corner and you're coming up on a rider, well, you're setting up all the way on the outside of the track because you want to do it because it's the right thing to do and you want to maximize your radius. You should assume that that rider is going to do that as well. So if that rider starts coming towards you towards the end of the track, there's no path. So it, it that seems to be the simplest way in this environment to say, look, if the rider's coming towards you, there's no path. Like if you... If you catch somebody on a slower bike and you're exiting in a corner, for instance, and you think that you're going to sneak by him on the exit, well, you should assume that he's going to use all the tracks. He just yep. might take longer to get there than you do. But if he's coming towards you, if you're on a 1,000 and he's on a 400, dude, back off, let him get out there, and then go around him. Big deal. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. like I said, you're not racing. and uh, yeah, Being, being well, polite. Yeah, and then – yeah, and I think in, in I was on the track last week testing tires for Dunlop at the Ridge. I was on the track with Sean Dillon Kelly, Richie Escalante, and Jason Aguilar. And you know these guys passed me. Nobody bumped me. No, nobody changed my trajectory. Nobody was an asshole to me. I mean, no, they 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 pass you close, but they pass you so cleanly yeah. that it doesn't upset anything, yeah. right? So 
clean the word. It have to be that way. Yeah. And so Dale Kiefer that runs um, some days out of Chuckwalla, Dale runs the Dunlop uh, Tire Distributorship on the West Coast. <laughs> when you go to a Dale day, um, Dale's passing rules are really simple. He, he says exactly what I said, right, which is we're here to train. We're here to get better. We're not here to race. If you want to race, go race. The way my passing rules work are um, if you can't do the things that I just talked about, he goes, if I have to come and stop my day and come and talk to you, he sure. goes, you'll, you get, you know, essentially one warning. He goes, if I have to come and talk to you twice, he goes, you're gone. I keep your money and you're gone. <laughs> so you have, right, you have this moment right now to decide whether you can live with that or not. And if you can live with it, great. If you can't, I will give you your money back right now. And that we don't we don't have passing problems at Dale's days. So um, I, I just think these are things that need to be spelled out a little bit a little bit clearer. And honestly, I, I do think that um, more accountability needs to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, each each school has their own different way of, you know, teaching. I know, like, Fun Track Days, uh, August was here, and he said uh, during each uh, session, uh, they have a class session, and they talk about what just went on, and they go on from there, you know, where other track days, I mean, you just go in, and you just go out, and as long as you don't crash, you really don't give a shit what you're doing. So there, there's a lot of different levels, I imagine. Yeah. No, there totally is, and, I, I, and again, I think... I think, like you know, what, what you're what you're talking about there with Augie, I, I absolutely think it's fantastic that that the more that we can get this type of information out and make people aware of it, then the more that we can do something with it. If they're if they're simply not aware, then then they don't know. And um, what well, what true. a lot of the things that you saw in that Facebook post also were were um, the the opinions and comfort <laughs> of 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 someone that's passing and not the person being passed. No, Wade has so, some thoughts about that. You know, we talk about, <laughs> yeah, so so you you know, passing for the other writers comfort. Um, I, I you know, again, I, I think that there's there's a lot of merit to that. It doesn't I mean, yeah, it's basically yeah, don't don't be a dick is what it boils down to. And well, don't don't put the other person in a position to have to change their trajectory. And also, I mean, now all, they're all freaked out, not having a good time, you know. I mean, uh, you can give them some space and, you know, uh, yeah, there's no reason to, to be, you know, messing up close, but wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I just said you, you can get close and everything. If you're racing, you're racing one thing, and, and there is practice getting close. And, you know, yeah, everybody's supposed to be clean about everything, but my and statement. That, that's racing. That's racing. Exactly. Yeah, the statement I, that I, I gave Alex yeah. was, scaring is still legal. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, that can also well, work in your techniques, or, you know, or you might have scared yourself. But, yeah, you don't be taking anybody out. You don't be bumping anybody. you got to give them enough room, even if you make a mistake. Either one of you make a mistake. There's still going to be no contact or somebody's in trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's and, – and, again, to be clear – you know, we're talking track day environment. Racing, completely different. Racing's racing. I, I believe in racing, every place is a passing opportunity. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I'm not saying, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm going to be clear about that, right? I mean, I've coached, I've coached incredibly high level, you know, racers at the very sharp edge. And, and yeah, everywhere is a passing opportunity if the opportunity 
you know, come, you know, presents itself. But I mean, we're not, we're not going to, um, in, in a race situation, right. We're not going to purposely make, you know, contact. Yeah. You're going to get close. You're going to show a wheel in there and it's basically, yeah, it's, it's more flat you know, tracking and speed it up, He's not going to give it up. Well, I call yeah, it racing. I mean, I mean, you, you have war tactics and, uh, yeah, well, I used to use the back markers to buzz them and get them all whirly. <laughs> that way the guy behind you would have to slow oh, down. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there are, there are you Here, know, reasons. Slow that actually, guy down you know, for me, exactly. will you? So, yeah, there, there is a way to actually, you know, tactfully, you know, uh, blow by someone. You racing, know, racing. Yes, but uh, not on the track, uh, not on track yeah, and, days. And, and, well, <laughs> and, and honestly, when you, when, you sign up, when you sign up to race, I mean, this is a, I, I, I mean, it's a given, right? I mean, you understand that if you're in the third wave of a, of a start <laughs> and you're on the slowest bikes, you're going to get lapped or and by blown by. <laughs> that, that's what teaches you, you know, and, and, and that's and, how and, I learned as well. You know, but, I was last, I, you know, on a 400 and uh, yeah, I got past a shit ton and uh, you get used to it and yeah, then you go faster. Absolutely. Racing's racing. Racing's racing. And that's why I want to make this clear is that, that yeah racing is racing track days are track days and it's learning how to separate the mentality at a track day between enjoying your life and riding a motorcycle to to you know your bike your limits or your bike limit your your bike limits without you know causing yeah. this, this it's more like practice and nobody really wins practice uh ladies do you have anything to mention about this i wanted to add one thing about passing I can only speak for myself and maybe a handful in the room, but passing confidence, it's part of training to be a better rider. So I watched the same clip, and I don't know the full context of what happened, but if that was homeboy's just his one a-hole maneuver for the day, I, and he's in B group, I got to <laughs> give it to him because part of becoming a better rider is – getting over that hurdle of passing confidence. I'm the worst at it. I want to do right by everybody around me, which ultimately at the end of the day, it slows you down a bit. You have to be willing to take some calculated risks to build that passing confidence. So I think that's, it's heavily weighted in training at the track. Not We're racing aside, well, we're just talking about track days. Moving on you, yeah. Yeah, 100%, right? And and, and again, you, you, you hit the exact right word right which is training and however you however you look at that training whether you go whether you go to a track day uh, and you're going to work on your passing you certainly can work on your passing at a track day um, if you approach the session appropriately right which is maybe you're going to hang back a little bit right right maybe you're actually going to take your effing lap timer and not you know actually use it that day <laughs> and uh and 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 you're going to go work on passing where it's like, okay, I'm going to hang back. I know I'm faster than this guy. I'm going to set myself up and put a good pass on the brakes, or I'm going to hang back, get a run on him, and I try to out and drive him. You, you absolutely can do these things, and, um, and and honestly, with basically no consequence. If you're again, if you're parallel with the person, he's not coming towards you. It's it's perfectly fine. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, well, Ken, you know we can go with this all night and. Uh, I want to say um, thank you very much for calling in, and um, boy, you know, uh, we'll see you on Facebook again. And um, we can find you on khcoaching.com? 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go to my website. It's it's pretty lame, and I I, I actually don't, really, I don't <laughs> well, care the people that want to. But the people that want to find me, send me an email. That I mean, honestly, if you want to get in my radar, you send me an email. I don't. I I I get way too many messages and stuff a day to to deal with it. And um, I, you know, I I have a lot going on, which I'm I'm blessed to, to be able to have it. But if you want to get on awesome. my radar, um, I have my own private email list. Um, you can send me an email, coaching at Gmail. And I'll put you on my private email list, and I, you know, I send out emails like once a quarter, so it's not like I'm sending out a bunch of crap. Um, and that way, you can, you can, you know, get the idea of where I'm training. Um, Facebook has, you know, I, I, as much as I, it is the, it is the scourge of the earth, um, but um, it is how our, our world operates. Yeah, I understand. Um, so I do put stuff up on there. Um, I put stuff up on there. Uh, and then track time, track time up in the Pacific Northwest is, is a great way. We do about 10 to 15 track days a year. Okay, um, great. You can come and ride with a Kenyan trained instructor. Yeah. So there's track, tra- track time. You just Google track time. It's track time, um, TD, um, I think, dot com. And um, you can you can find me on there and get signed up. And um, there's lots of ways. Again, you can ride. So you can either hire me to work one-on-one with you. You can come to a track on track day, work with a Ken Hill trained instructor. I also have Ken Hill trained instructors kind of all over the U.S. where I have a list of days that you could pick from and we find somebody to, to ride with you. Um, you can also do online training. I do probably about 30 to 40% of everything I'm doing is online. So wow. it's racers360.com. Um, a fan- I don't, honestly, I don't know why more people aren't doing this. It's 99 bucks to have your second video reviewed by me, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> it is it is it is amazing. Well, nowadays so they do have the cameras. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, we do Zoom sessions. So you 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 submit your video, and then I basically spend anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes going over it and evaluating you and coming up with your next steps. Um, it's awesome. a fantastic way to, to do it, and it's and it's so it's so cheap. Um, it's amazing. Um, and then um, uh, also the podcasts are great. If you just Google Ken Hill podcast, and you'll find me. Uh, and then I also do um, car instruction. So a lot of my racers, part of their trainings, we do car instruction. So I've got a track car, and and we get signed up for track days, and we do track days. Awesome. Wade's got a Batmobile. Yeah. Where are you located? At? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm out of the Pacific Northwest right now, but we're going to be migrating down to Chuckwalla. So we start our Chuckwalla season in October wow. and we're at Chuckwalla October through March. So we go, we go pretty much year round. Cool. There you go. That's good to migrate. Yeah. Well, Ken, thank you very much for calling in. I've, I've been, you know, uh, been fascinated. You've actually been on the air for like 40 minutes and, um, usually that doesn't happen, but, uh, very fascinating, uh, everything we've talked about. And, um, I do hope to meet you one of these days and, uh, feel free to call in any time. And, um, as far as, uh, I'll mention everything that you just did as far as getting a hold of you and, uh, any of you ladies have any questions? <laughs> you, re- you really yeah, did cover really a lot, Ken. Yeah. yeah. You can tell very, very informative. I, I, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't get to talk a lot at home. So, oh. I, you know, I get to talk a lot at home. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Um, it's rare so I shut up for so long. So, yeah, it's, 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 this is really, yeah, really cool. So, so I, I think the main, the main thing of this is getting people to understand you absolutely positively can get better. You absolutely can. If you have the desire, it, it, I mean, the podcasts are free. Right, so you can get on there and, and learn something. 
um, or you can go uh, you know, as high as you want. But the bottom line is if you have the desire, you want to get better, you, you 100% can get better. And the next part of it is, is uh, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, give me a second to tell you a quick story. So <laughs> when I met our Top Gun pilot, when, when I met our Top Gun pilot, he came to one of our schools and um, he took the school and at the end of the two-day school, I mean, he, he, he observed everybody at the school. And, of course, you know, we worked on stuff in his writing. At the end of the school, he took me and Nick Iannacci aside. And he goes, tell your students they don't take this sport seriously enough. And that was a humbling experience. Here's a guy that's um, a Top Gun, a Top Gun um, graduate, Top Gun instructor. And he's telling us to take our sport more seriously. That was pretty humbling. And I, I think that's part of the message where there's a lot of things in life that I compromise on. Um, there's a lot of things in motorcycles I compromise on, but I, won't, I, will, I don't compromise on, on, on when it comes to consequences. I, I don't compromise. Exactly, and uh, that's the whole point of uh, throwing that grenade in there with that topic, which is wonderful. Because I hope um, a lot of people listen. Uh, I did put it out there, and uh, you know, um, yeah, uh, it'll be um, next couple of days. We'll we'll see what, how this went, and uh, if the words got through and the thoughts got through, which is really really cool. And um, I really appreciate the time. No, I really appreciate the time and and um, and the the uh, outlet for me to be able to talk. And uh, if there's anything I can ever do, just yeah, get a hold of me. Yeah, tell that flyboy, let's race sometime. Let's yeah. tell him how serious we are. Goddamn pilot. There we go. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you, Ken, and we'll be talking soon, yeah? Sounds good. All right. See ya. All right. Cheers, mate. Right on. All right. That let's take great. a break. Let's put some rock and roll on. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining. In. Thank you, Ken Hill, man. That was great. You know, it's rare that uh, you know we're all just quiet and just listening. And uh, Ken Hill, Coach Racing, uh, he's done a lot. CoachRacing.com. And um, boy, oh boy, that was that was really cool. You know, Fantastic got, got, conversation. Got a, got a lot of uh, information. Fun times. A lot yeah. of info. Right on, ladies. Uh, how, how'd you feel? Everything cool? <laughs> We're just drinking over here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be back shortly. <laughs> Let's put on some rock and roll. What do you got, Milk Crate? That's rock. Van Halen. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> Told me, boy, you pack your bags. 
right on, rocking out with Judas Priest. I actually saw him live uh, when they had a big old uh, mouth-breathing, uh, fire-breathing dragon on stage in Oakland Coliseum. But uh, that was the 80s. <laughs> you are. Uh, great, great show. And uh, Brian, you were saying you just saw him? I just saw him last year, and Rob Halford can really still sing. He's fantastic. He has to take a break every, like, two or three songs, and they put somebody else on stage. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's still oxygen. got the pipes. Yeah. Nice. Right on, right on. Well, we got the curve unit, the ladies sitting in the studio. Just sit back and relax for a second. I'm going to talk about the San Martirio Hill Climb. And uh, we got Wade in here. And, uh, yeah, uh, for all our racers out there, welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. And, um, yeah, Pamtastic is actually right now over on Lake Merritt uh, running around. They have, it, they've had, they have a comedy show now. And um, basically, uh, they're over on Lake Merritt. Uh, and you can see them over on some hill somewhere. Four days a week, they're actually having a comedy show, so that's what she's up to. So, anyhow, uh, Wade, how you doing? Oh, great. Hanging out over here. Yeah, yeah. I barely heard from you here and there, but uh, we had such a good conversation with Ken. Um, yeah, it was totally, totally, totally inform full of information, and it was great. Yeah, it really, really was. And, um, yeah, it's really – you get to hear Kodra like us, and he's just talking all – and, yeah, great, great stuff. And saying all the right things. Saying all the right things. Like I said, I really shut up, and here he was. Just uh, I was just a really nice listening. Thank you, Ken, for uh, joining the show, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Uh, anyhow, uh, unfortunately, uh, I was uh, talking to Pedro Valdez Valdez. Um, the San Pedro Martir Hill Climb has been canceled, unfortunately. Um, boy, oh, boy. Um, it was kind of an uphill battle for me. It, it was kind of hard to do uh, for various reasons. But uh, unfortunately, the COVID got in the way, uh, COVID red. And uh, he mentioned uh, he just himself, he, could, he would feel bad if anyone had any issues, especially it's very hard to get here from Europe. It's a 10-hour wait at the border right now as it is. So it just ended up being a problem. So um, what he's going to do, uh, is it's wonderful. Uh, He's going to fuse both events, the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup, along with the San Pedro Monteiro Hill Climb. And uh, he's going to call it Motofine 2021, and it's going to be on President's Day. Uh, I guess, who's what president? But uh, 2021, is it Mexican <laughs> president or American president? But uh, anyhow, uh, he's going to run each event uh, with their own rule book, and uh, they're going to be at separate events. What's really, really cool is uh, we got a lot of friends coming in from Europe, right, Wade? And, uh, yep, boy, maybe yep. Argentina. So um, people yeah. are coming in from all over. Uh, a two-weekend uh, event would be great. What's going to happen? Yeah, he's actually going to uh, make both events within, uh, 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 boy, like within a week and a half. So uh, he's going to have the hill climb on Thursday, uh, February 11th and uh, 12th, Friday. And uh, there's a four-and-a-half-hour drive to the Baja International Tourist Cup site. So which is wonderful is – all our friends from Europe can come over, race the hill climb, as well as go over and uh, run the Baja. I mean, since you're here, uh, might as well run the International Tourist trip, Cup. Yeah. Yep. Run, uh, two separate tracks, two separate, completely different type of tracks, and uh, international racing uh, to boot. And uh, since you're here, why not do the hill climb? Yeah, it'd be you know, great. Because exactly. it's really, really, I mean. Some people will. Yeah, it was, well, it was very, very expensive to get here anyway, just to do the hill climb, but if you can do both, you know, so basically 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Yeah, four days of racing. I'll get there a little earlier. Uh, you know, wow. so yeah, let's talk a week of racing, you know, uh, over in Mexico. And the ladies, anyone could do the hill climb, by the way. So get, get your leathers, look it up. It looks like Mines Road. looks like Sunday morning ride 
go out there and go race in Mexico. Is it's it in Mexico? But yeah. it's not uh, Mines Road. What? <laughs> 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 but it's not. I totaled a bike on Mines Road. I crashed like five bikes on Mines Road. I know Mines Road. The San Martir hill climb looks like Mines Road. Yeah. Trust me. Um, you got the sand and everything. Even, go. the, even the cowgirl. <laughs> you got the jump. The yeah, you got, you got a little snow, black yeah. ice. Uh, you got everything on there. It's a, it's a wonderful course. Check Beautiful it out. Baja. on there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyhow, um, uh, Pedro, thank you for uh, updating us. I'm sorry that we can't do it here in October, but I think the... Uh, the uh, Motofin 2021 sounds like a great so idea. It sure We're does. Have everyone in Europe uh, as well as here. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be four days of just kick-ass racing, really. And um, yeah, so uh, Curve Unit ladies, you better get an entry. Uh, I think you have till uh, yeah. December. So uh, <laughs> One of our to figure out what you're doing. Somebody's got to go. Um, AJ Jacobson, she's uh, one of our, I guess you would call her a current slash former member, but she's in Georgia and she races too. I think she's a Facebook friend. <laughs> yes, and She probably, looks like a racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, right on. You, get, you got time, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, so that's that's uh, the latest update on the uh, San Pedro Martir uh, Hill Climb. So, uh, hey, Pedro, uh, we'll talk food. Anyhow, uh, always uh, support our shops. Uh, right now, Tokyo Moto is open, I believe, Tuesday through uh, Friday between uh, 9 and 3. Right now, everything's closing the hell down. So you got to support your local shops. Uh, whatever you do, you know, get your, get your stuff in-house. Uh, Monkey Moto School with Evan, he's still running out there. So if you want to learn how to ride a motorcycle, he's wonderful. And he does it individual classes, makes you feel good. And it's a great way, actually, to get out of the house uh, during this COVID. Go learn how to ride a motorcycle. So uh, always find Evan at monkeymotorschool.com. Uh, our boys at CC Rider Toe and Cycle Toe, Rich is over in the East Bay. Uh, great guy. He's run the Bonneville before. He's a badass rider. Uh, he'll be... Uh, Helping your needs anytime, uh, cycle tow over there. So 510-664-BIKE, always help out. If you need any uh, any tow, call cycle tow, call Rich. Uh, CC Rider Tow, Chris, he's done a bunch of stuff for us here over in the city. Um, he's still running out, and like he said, um, both these boys, uh, right now, everything's getting stolen that ain't bolted down, and if it's bolted down, it gets been stolen. Uh, Milk Crate Brian got his shit stolen more than once here. Yeah, many uh, times. Many times. Uh, not here, but uh, where he <laughs> lives. So both those guys are saying uh, everyone's ripping off everything. So lock your bikes, cover your bikes, do whatever you can. But uh, there, there's just no rhyme or reason. They're taking everything that's out there. So, uh, yeah, uh, watch out for your shit. Uh, Ratana's <laughs> Leathers is still going on out there. Um, Chris is actually uh, refurbishing all the leathers and good stuff. So call uh, Chris at Ratana Leathers and he can take care of your stuff. We got one more race. I, actually, I think two more races wait for the AFM uh, coming up. I think uh, they're going to be here in, uh, well, that's next month and the month after great. October. Yeah, I'd like to actually for my birthday go race in October. We'll see how that happens. Um, so uh, AFM's out there. Uh, be sure to actually donate to the turn workers. Uh, very, very hard job. They never get actually thanks. Always take care of them. You know, buy them a beer. Uh, go to the turn workers and all that good stuff because... Without those folks, you're actually not going anywhere. And uh, that goes with anything, actually, track days and all that good stuff. And uh, what better way to actually uh, celebrate a, uh, you know, out there than getting pictures? Wade and I talked about that more than once. 
We spent five hundred dollars for Isle of Man photos, right? Ooh, yeah, I thought that was and you bullshit. Should. You know, I was like, what? Forty-five dollars a picture, but when you're out there, it's a one-of-a-time thing. So of course you'll pay fifty dollars if you're. It's Isle of Man. You pay there. whatever they tell you to pay. You. Right? And I was like, right. back just back, say yes. Yeah, back then it wasn't digital. Yeah. So yeah, just like whatever you want. Then Bob's your uncle. So, anyways, uh, Max Klein, he does all the uh, AFM stuff and other uh, any type of stuff and uh, oxymoronphotography.com Max Klein is great you can get on his website you can see all if you've been out there on the track he may have a picture of you and uh, get it because you got to send it to your girlfriend that you probably didn't go to dinner with because you're at the track or your mom <laughs> because she's all worried about you or just your family that just doesn't think you're a slacker but uh, that's me <laughs> but anyways uh, always uh, take care of oxymoron it's always good to have pictures so that being said we talked about fun track days earlier with August I think August is having a couple of track days coming up here on a where are we? September? September 12th and 13th, Thunder Hill, uh, two mile. So uh, he's going to be doing that. So uh, if enjoy. you can't make those, there's one October 24th. Yes, there is. Uh, we'll talk about October after I'm racing. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, enjoy uh, August with fun track days. You can always get a hold of them. Otherwise, uh, always support your local shops. Uh, local, actually. Right now, Molotovs is having a good time because they're having the local restaurants help them out. More importantly, Berliner Berliner, are, which is Christine, which is an Isle Man tea racer and international racer extraordinaire. She just opened up her shop here uh, over next to Toronado. Toronado, yeah. And uh, right now they do have three spaces out front that are now uh, normal here in San Francisco, California, which are like uh, where you used to park. They have patio. places with patios. They just so got to uh, shut down all of that block of hate street. Yeah, Give they really, really should. Street. Oh. Yeah. As a resident that lives on that street, I'd rather not have to walk through you guys on the sidewalk. Just close it all down like Valencia. Give you more room. Exactly. I hope. London it's Breed, if you're listening. You live there. What, yeah. all, what about the people who are imported from a few blocks away that drive there? Yeah. Well, they can park yeah. on any other block. Right any bike. other block. There is no other Bicycle. block. They're, all the blocks are doing that, and there is no parking because because they're full of cars. you got a Batmobile. You can go anywhere. Just park on the okay. sidewalk. We'll put double, you guys on the street, and then everybody parks <laughs> I double the parked there the other day for my whole lunch. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, whole, my whole hamburger was great. Wade has a Batmobile, by the way, ladies. Actually, he has two hamburger Batmobiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Batman wants a break. You are. All right. So uh, stop. I guess I'm dead plugging. Also, Berkeley Hyundai Yamaha is out there. Uh, go visit Scott or Carl anytime. Um, Scott sold way more than one bike. Uh, he's got some great bikes. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He That's is. where I bought my bike. He's and great. he's a badass, actually. He's he's yep. actually as far as a racer, that man has a pedigree, and he's very very uh, quiet about it. I, I worked for them back in 2004 or five. They gave me a job when I didn't have one. Ah, fools. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, so always a visit Berkeley Honey Yamaha. Desmoto's still out there. Uh, if you need a Ducati or BMW done, uh, visit them. But in, uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, visit your local shops. All right, uh, let's see here. One more. Oh, yeah, Clay, firstrides.org. You know, lately, if you need to ride and learn how to ride a bike, uh, little kids don't have a lot of chances. Firstride.org, actually, uh, what they do is they teach kids who don't have opportunities to be on bikes to actually learn how to ride bikes. So um, visit Clay at firstrides.org. He's been doing that lately, even at that big-ass fire. Apparently, wherever he lives, all the bikes were in the place where the fire was coming. Wow. 
So they got all them out of there because he had a class. Save the bike, save the bike. It was actually pretty cool. He went back to save the bikes to do a class the next day. I heard Jennifer Prom sponsored him with a couple of 50s, too. Really? Like brand new little 50s. I know he's asking for Uh, Jen Brom used to own Workstat, and uh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Right on, Jen. Yeah. Right on. Brian's wearing a firstrides.org t shirt. Yes, I noticed. Which he. Yeah, yeah. You can see him now. Let me get my glasses on. Yeah, that's. That's it. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, um, so um, thank you very much for uh, Kirby Unit coming in, and uh, let's get it back on you. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so since we're talking about track days, let's talk about track days from perhaps, and this is generalized, so hopefully we, it's not a bashing, but let's talk about it from a woman's point of view. We all understand that there's a lot of hurdles before you even get to the track. So there's perhaps sometimes there's childcare issues or you've got to get time off work or there's financial issues. Whatever the issues are, know that you have groups like Curve Unit Mm -hmm. that have been doing it for a really long time and don't be afraid to ask for help. So trailers, trucks, tools, anything that can make your first track experience a lot more pleasurable, you have a group of girls that want that for you. So if you're looking for a group, not just for the track, but just for riding camaraderie, um, it is a different experience to ride with a group of girls on sport bikes than to ride in large groups, uh, commingling with you fine gentlemen in there. (laughs) It's it's a different experience. So if you want to baby step it, um, Curve Unit is definitely a good platform for you. Well said, and and you just reminded me, Amy, that this is the sort of thing I, that I never would have done <coughs> had I not joined the group. I, I wouldn't have even known about track, but I wouldn't have considered it because it just seems so darn scary. Um, and I think that women, I, I don't know how to word it, we have sort of like this inherent sense of self-preservation and we don't necessarily want to go out to the track, you know, <laughs> do crazy stuff. And so it's, it, it takes, like, for me anyway, it took it took a lot more, I guess, like, kind of confidence boosting from the rest of the club to, to get out there. And I'm so glad that you guys were there for me. And <laughs> if any, if there are any women who want to go to their first track day, just reach out to us and, you know, come hang out with us in the booth. If you want to experience a track day without riding, just, just come hang out for the day. But if you're ready to go... Um, Sign up and then and then just chilling in under our uh, easy up with us for the day. You know that's really awesome. I mean, what you're sorry, I had to put that down because I was taking a beer. All right, so my <laughs> mic's back on. All right, you know what's really awesome is yeah, you want to be inviting, and the thing is, um, you're not breaking a mold in a sense, but you're making it more accessible for folks like yourself to actually come in and ride. I mean. Um, that's very, very important. I mean, Yesenia just got on a track last week, and now she's got now she's got a fixed habit, so she's got to get an extra <laughs> job. You know, it's, it's a big deal. You know, um, yeah. I mean, when when I was uh, coming along, uh, starting out, I mean, didn't really meet a lot of ho- a whole lot of uh, lady racers or bikers. Things have changed over the years for sure. I mean, um, Christine Wade's uh, second half, a uh, better half, so to speak. I mean, I met her uh, early two thousands and. Ended up, she became a, a sidecar, international sidecar racer with an Isleman TT medal. And they crashed there, you know. Uh, well, her driver crashed there. Um, it takes a lot of gumption 
and I see that a lot more now. And uh, there, there's, there, you know, demographically, there are a lot more uh, women out there writing than, let's say, when I started, you know, um, which is great. And uh, a lot more racers and everything. I mean, uh, and that's important. And also, I do believe, uh, and I've, I've heard this from more than one, um, there's a different mindset. Like I said, going out on a track day, you know, um, you don't get Joe Rocket, you know, going doing stupid shit. And um, I've taught a lot of folks how to ride in my, my, my time. And uh, I stopped teaching after the third guy, you know, mm -hmm. but I taught a lot of women in my life how to ride. Because they listen, and they're a lot more pragmatic and everything. So, uh, yeah. Well, we still do stupid shit. It's probably just less frequent. Yeah, but every guy <laughs> just turns the throttle to 12 o'clock immediately, no matter right. what you tell them. <laughs> Go easy on it. You know, let the clutch out slow. Brian's probably thought as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so there's a lot to be said. But, however, um, this Monday you all are going out? Mm -hmm. Monday. Mm -hmm. Monday at T-Hill. Mm -hmm. Monday at T-Hill. So how many of you? I think there's four, five, five, five of us. Four going or five. Up. Yeah. Uh, are you going to caravan? Uh, well, we're going up at different times. Okay. We yeah. all come from such different areas yeah. that we kind of okay. meet when we get there. That being Caribbean, it, you all get together we from different together, areas. We pit together, but yeah. since Sacramento, we're so spread out. Sonoma, wherever. The we hotel's all get together, which is wild wonderful. Once we get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we do take over the hotel. Okay. <laughs> That's another thing. Uh, I'm a hotel guy. You know, my whole life, you know, fuck being out there. And, you know, you just been out 100 miles an hour. Thank you. 100 days. You know, I want a hotel. I want to be. sleeping in no tent. Yeah. Wait. Opposite. Sleep yeah. in a goddamn tent. You have a lot sleep better in a tent. We would go camping. <laughs> yeah, we have a big old party. Who do you meet? You meet your television. It's so hot out there, but definitely AC is like your best friend. And protection right? from all those mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, mosquitoes. That's the reason I don't do it is mosquitoes. But like Wade said, I mean, at the track, actually, there's a lot of action going on. You know, uh, El Skippador back in the day used to have great, actually, uh, barbecued. He'd smoke stuff all day. Or he'd change your Dunlop tires and come back for dinner later, you know. But, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff, you know. I'm the same way. I prefer a hotel room and screw that. It's noise. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just got a swim pool and a jacuzzi. Yeah, you yeah. got a little, little pool and all that, you know. Uh, anyhow, uh, we're getting on the end of our time here. We got, uh, uh -oh. shoot, probably a minute. Uh, ladies, would you like to... Say anything, give a shout out. Uh, just one last thing, since we are plugging, uh, we do a whole lot of work with Zoom Zoom track days, and um, that's who we'll be riding with on Monday. Mm -hmm. Nice. And um, for the rest of the season, they've got open, open track days through November. Uh, they usually do kind of an anniversary Thanksgiving, and then that's, we all know that that's the end of the, the track season for Zoom Zoom. And how do and our listeners find them? Um, just go to z2trackdays.com. And awesome. then for, for Curve Unit, you can go to curveunit.com or hit us up on, on Facebook, too. That's probably the m – there's more traffic there, so go there. And, and Curve Unit hosts a ride every month. I think you mentioned, Amy, our next ride is coming up on Sunday, uh, September 13th? Yes. Correct. It's an open ride, meaning it's open to men and women, whoever, whoever would like to show. <laughs> Just keep your shit in check. <laughs> and uh, we'll take you on a beautiful ride. We're starting right here in San Francisco and riding all the way out to Bodega Bay. And um, so it's, it's going to be gorgeous. Cool. We'll get you a little outside your comfort zone, but um, please just keep your shit in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us, Alex. We appreciate it. This uh, was really fun. This is great. Well, anytime, uh, ladies. Uh, thank you. You're welcome, Jen. And um, and do come back. And yeah, for sure. Hey, I mean, this is one of our best uh, shows we've it really is. It's been a long time. Uh, uh, 
yeah, it's it's been a while since we had a great show, and uh, <laughs> there's a great one. You know, uh, there you go. Yeah. Usually it's just it's us fun. three here. Yeah. And, uh, we would have we would have probably talked more, but we're not certain when it's when we're supposed to chime in or interject. So we're over here trying to be polite. Oh, you're well, uh, the next time the next time. It's out the window. No more politeness. Awesome. <laughs> well, we all shut up for Ken, which is actually fast. You know, you have a person, you know, he, he actually had a lot to talk about. He's which very is passionate. Just, uh, yeah. And uh, even for me, he, yeah, he, he brought out a lot of good points. And uh, he was pretty direct, and he has a pretty good history. So that was very, very cool, actually, for you all to be here. You know, usually, uh, yeah, which, we, we, let's, we have fun here. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for being here. Thanks and for having uh, us. Jerry Buna, I hope you're back soon. Thank you. And uh, yeah, next time let's talk about uh, how your last track days were. <laughs> and uh, how do you survive 105 degree weather? <laughs> yeah, just barely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for being here at uh, Meet Any Radio and Racers Alley. And uh, I hope you all had a nice listen. And uh, thank you, Mo Crate, for the tunes. Here you are. All right. Take care, mate. said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um yes you can also find us on social media m as in mary l as in larry p as in peter podcast mov podcast is our handle until next time i hope you're enjoying your view yes bye bye that kind of sucked balls Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling.
Well, hello and welcome to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. That was Pamela Parker. She's going to be calling in today in about two, at about 2.15. That was a, kind of a new track called Pedal to the Metal. Uh, today's theme of Women's Magazine is women who rock and roll with the punches of the in- music industry. So I'm really excited. We have amazing guests here today. And we're actually going to start off the show with a live performance from Pop. Hollywood, who's here uh, kind of on a tour. Uh, she's going to play us a song, sing us a song, and um, then we'll hear a little bit about where she's going next. So, Polly, thanks for being here. Take All it away. Right. Thanks for having me. This is a brand new song. It's called Bring Me My New Life, I think. Um, I wrote it actually with the drum kit, and it's the first song I wrote that's lies heavily on the ride symbol but since today all I have is a pair of bongos it'll be brand new so <laughs> here we go experimental oh, as always bring me my new life 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 bring me my new Bring me my new life. You gotta imagine this ride symbol just going the whole time. Bring me my new eyes. Make them clear. Make them wide. But first fill them up with tears so I can wash away those wasted years. Wasted years. skin bring me my new skin make it thick make it sing when you say those nasty things I won't feel a thing when I hear your tired name no I Bring me my new clock, make it tick, make it talk. 